Hello, and welcome to We Didn't Roll For This. Each week, we answer the tabletop player questions that no one realized needed the answers to. I'm Dustin. And I'm Kaylin. And this week, we're going to talk about the unhinged world of the Kuatoa. Ah! <laughs> oh, the Kuatoa. How broken is your brain? <laughs> they are not sane creatures. <laughs> how familiar are you with Kuatoa? Um, I've come across them in a Out of the Abyss campaign. Um, I know a little bit, bit about mm -hmm. them. They were, it it was interesting. Um, and I know a little bit from what you've told me, but um, maybe you want to tell me oh, a bit more about them. Thing. You <laughs> I know see. that they have like fishy head and. They are. Take a fish. Is everyone imagining a fish? Put that fish in. In some clothes, slap on some arms and legs, and you got yourself a Koatoa. Mm -hmm. They're great. They and are I'm like... not talking about a good-looking fish. I'm talking about like a goldfish or a piranha. <laughs> Something thin and awful. And they got big old googly eyes. Just... They do. Yeah. Um, are they not very intelligent? Oh, heavens, they are so intelligent. Uh, intelligent of 13. Smarter than most people. Okay. Or 11, actually, is what their normal intelligence is. They're smarter than most people. So what does that mean for us? What's what's the immediate problem with uh, them? They're fish that can breathe air. <laughs> you can't have that. That's okay. too much. And they can, still power. they can still swim and stuff? Yeah, they're, they're fish, but they also have <laughs> arms and legs. And what do they do with these arms and legs? <laughs> we I remember we got kind of we got captured by them, I think. Um and then we managed to escape when was it a demogorgon appeared in the water? And then we just ran away. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's really good. No, so like yeah, Koatoa are just these insane little creatures that live underground. So they live like under dark underground it's yeah. uh it's bad stuff so they're described as degenerate fish-like humanoids that once inhabited the shores and islands of the surface world long ago humans and their ilk drove the koatoa underground where they dwell in madness and everlasting night so cool you think if they got some daylight they might you know come out of it and be less is it the darkness that has driven them to the way they are? The darkness has corrupted their soul. I don't think so. Okay. There's no because going the, back? Uh, hmm? There's no going back? Well, you see. At the height of the Illithid Empire, the Mind Flayers captured the Koatoa by the thousands and forced them into bondage. Mm. They were simple creatures, never meant to endure the oppressive mental force the Illithids unleashed on them. By the time the Mind Flayers abandoned them, the prolonged psychic subjugation endured by the Koatoa had driven them mad. Did they make any more Illithids from Koatoa? I think like, they tried, they would have. Like, Illithids are crazy that way. But I don't think they got what they wanted, that's for sure. <laughs> It's just a little experiment here or there that didn't didn't quite pan out. Yeah, that would have been interesting. It's like we should give this fish thing a 
tentacle face, and then it's just more fish. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what do they do now that their brains are mush? You've said that they're a bit of a problem. Um, Oh, they're a huge problem. Yeah, what's what's the problem? So if we want to get to the nitty-gritty of it all, because of the insanity of the Koatoa given to them by the Illithids, mm-hmm. they had to find a way of protecting themselves. Okay. Especially from all those drow that they hate. Yes. And there are a lot of them down there. Oh, yeah. Just a few. Do the drow care about them much? Like, do they just um, find them a little annoying if they come across them, or are they seeking them out? And It's like, uh, the it's it says that the, the drow will kill all Kuatoa on sight. Mm. So they don't have the best relationship in life. They just don't like the um, look of them or the smell of them. Yeah, there's too too much fish. Mm. Too much fishy, fishy goodness. Do trial eat fish? Maybe that's another podcast. What? <laughs> don't worry. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was just wondering now, if drow eat fish. Do drow eat fish? Yeah. Well, maybe Abolith. That's a fish. Okay. It's a fish that's older than the gods, technically, but it's a yeah. fish. Okay. <laughs> you know those angler fish? Yeah. That little dangly lights, that's the delicacy down there. Okay. They don't taste that good, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just basically a skeleton of a creature. I can't imagine much down there tastes any good. Because even, no. the, even some of the, the mushrooms... Like, how do you know if you're eating eating a sentient mushroom or not? And I think that's like a bonus, isn't it? If they scream as you eat them. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. I want my mushrooms to scream at me. Okay. <laughs> it's a special kind of drow restaurant. <laughs> this is all the food that yeah, you Yeah, we eat only screams. sell screaming mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are, there are definitely those, though. <laughs> There's like, yeah, there's legitimately like a mushroom that actually screams too. That's great. Wonderful. All right, Lovely. we'll save. No. we'll we'll put that in the little drawer. Yeah, that'll we'll sidetrack that yeah. there. But <laughs> no, the, so Kotoa mm-hmm. are problematic to me. Yes, they're unhinged. So the problem with the Kotoa, mm-hmm. they were so crazy that they began worshiping a god or an idol of a god that had a crawfish for a head. Mm-hmm. And crawfish arms, mm-hmm. and was a lady. Mm-hmm. She sounds nice. Which one of them? And she woke up. She woke up. She became alive. How? Because of faith. <laughs> Hallelujah! The faith of the Koatoa brought her to life. <laughs> and that always happens. They have a tendency, <laughs> because she's not the only one. Oh, okay. And apparently, if enough Koatoa believe that a god is real, the energy of their collective subconscious can cause that god to manifest as a physical entity. Okay. I see the problem now. Now, here is the big problem I have with the, um, that. I also see this as an opportunity, but go on. Oh, immensely. So this is what they unaltered, unguided by anyone other else. Mm-hmm. This is who they decided to worship. Her name is 
Blade Duel Pulp. Blip to Pulp. Blip Duel Pulp. Yep. She is a, quote, paranoid, reality bending deity of the sea of questionable sanity. <laughs> I love that for them. So they created a god, and the only thing they could really give her was the fact that she's super crazy. Oh. <laughs> like, unhealthy amounts of cray cray going on here. So And how how often are the gods that they dream up crazy? Oh, I think they're all super crazy. Okay. It's just this is the one that's like the big one. Her name. Mm-hmm. She also has titles. Like yeah. the Sea Mother. Yeah. The Whip of Whips. Mm-hmm. And the Drowning Goddess. Okay. Obviously super endearing. Um, her domain is death. Okay. And yeah, she is a 15 foot tall nude human female with lobster head and arms. Mm. Or crayfish. Is it possible for them to manifest two of the same god? I mean, you might accidentally like tap into someone else's god, maybe. Mm. That's kind of what I'm thinking, at least. Well, because, like, how different does, like, what if one one village or group, big group of Kuatoa have dreamt up the Blibdol Pulp, but then maybe an, um, one of them spread word of her to another group somewhere else, but they they got the name slightly wrong. Or through translation, there's just slight changes. And then that other group mm. dreams up another one that's fairly similar, but different enough that there's a second one. Ah, uh, so it's like a, a twin. Yeah. A twin god. Yeah. Because the, the, what the proviso is that just enough of them have put enough of their, their energy from their faith. To manifest hmm. the god, right? But you've said that Maybe. this has happened countless times. So the Koatoa have this tendency where it's just they they think up the gods they need, but they also just like to, to start worshiping other gods just okay. to make things easy. So they've just so if they find some kind of religion where maybe that god doesn't even exist. Or maybe it does. They can still manifest it. So kind of. So some of the other gods that or so the other things that they worship <clears throat> is like the Demogorgon, mm-hmm. um, um, Ganadior, Bane, Shar. They just Krakens, Aboliths, Morkoths, other Eldritch Horrors, just things. But the thing that I think is interesting especially with the fact that they could just make a god on accident, is that they usually worship the gods underneath different names. Mm-hmm. So a Demogorgon would be Limugugugun. Mm-hmm. Or Baal would be Bual. Mm-hmm. So what happens if they accidentally just think of the god and then you got like a Demogorgon, but it's not Demogorgon, it's Limugugun. Yeah, that's that what I'm like saying. It. Like, it's just a giant fish version. So, like, yeah, <laughs> making a accidental Koatoa version of a god. Mm. That could be bad. So, have, what are the 
what's happened in these situations? So are they just all these like manifested entities, godlike entities, roaming the underdark? It must be. It must just fill their land with just the worst of the worst versions, like knockoff gods. And <laughs> surely they can't like they can't be surely they're not being treated well by these things that they've dreamed up. No, they're they're completely insane. Why would they have like <laughs> good thing? The only reason why they worshipped or started worshipping is for protection, and that's so just because they hated everything. So how 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 do they still exist then? Oh, that's a great thing. So apparently, at one point in time, they had like actual like empires. Yeah. Um, they are a slaving race as well. So you could have upwards of like a fourth of the population being made of slaves. They mm. like to capture, um, and they just, you know... Um, so they were a once, like, once huge civilization, and now there's just dregs of it. Yeah, once. <laughs> so my thoughts have gone to how do I get a big enough group of them to worship something of that I've thought up? to bring it into a physical reality. Mm. Well, first things first, they're crazy. Yep. Um, they have, they have a problem. Okay. So there is a couple different problems they have. So they have the ability to, you know, just create a God because they mm -hmm. believe it, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but then another thing that they can have is, um, a kind of contagious, insanity so yes. apparently now i'm reading this from the wiki of wikis <laughs> the initial break of a koatoa's mind has a 10 percent chance of causing other koatoa around them to suffer from similar episodes mm -hmm. so basically they have just the common cold for them is just insanity okay um and so if you were to like manipulate <laughs> if you were to manipulate them, you could technically just cause chaos and try to control it that way. Like they actually have entire like jobs in Koatoa civilization that specialize around detaining crazy people, like their mm. own people. Because mm. I would like to somehow manipulate what they bring into existence. Yeah, if you could manipulate that. So let's see. So they're all about like survival. Like they just need to sur survive. Um, mm -hmm. They even treat their children poorly. Like they have their children are called fingerlings. Mm -hmm. And uh, when they're born, they're just fish. Basically, they're like tadpole fish and they're not even amphibians yet. They have to breathe water. Yeah. And after three years, they grow up. Um, and they can, I think that means they can go out of the water. Then five years is when they're adult and they have to go through a trial where they weed out the weak. Mm. So you could start there with the children and kind of like start introducing something. I think the biggest thing that you could do, though, is just like convince the archpriest. So like there is an archpriest that's like the ruler. If you could just take him out, replace him or something like that, I think you could easily just I get in there. I feel like I would either influence an archpriest or 
just I'm sure I could just disguise self like some kind of magic to replace replace the priest yeah with someone else and then like just pretend to be some kind of kuatoa I don't know if I'd do it myself. Yeah. I guess if you want to have the most control over it, you would have to do it yourself. Actually, but, yeah. And then have them worshipping something. Maybe, like, I mean, there's the opportunity there to improve their lives by making it a little less crazy. But where's Maybe. The fun in that? <laughs> exactly. I don't know what I would get them to worship, though. Well, here's the thing. A ruling archpriest of Koatoa community mm-hmm. decided which gods the lower Koatoa had to worship, oh. usually being imagined by the, a specific priest. Yeah. So you can just make up literally anything. Yeah. What would be I think the, the, there's would a big danger there, though. You have to make sure when you worship it, like maybe anticipating the fact that it's probably going to come out crazy. Because mm. the big one they worshipped literally denies existence. <laughs> she's a god. So, like, you've got some pretty intense possible pitfalls coming to you if you do it wrong. I guess it would be more to spread chaos. I mean, I guess also you could just leave them to their own devices. But maybe if you wanted to take on a lot of drow. Yeah get them to like place these groups around so you kind of trap this whole area of drow in and then they manifest big bad crazies (laughs) yeah but it has to be like the entire civilization has to believe oh okay it's all about numbers pizzazz Hmm. so what are some of the things they've manifested where are they so now? it doesn't go into detail other mm. than um little doop loop loop. Mm. Um the problem there is that <clears throat> the power of Bilu Doop Loop isn't really described as like purely divine power. It's kind of like psychic madness power, mm. basically. Which even they could use to like create other types of Koatoa, like Koatoa Leviathans, which are these large versions of them that are crazy and like to eat people. Because mm-hmm. um, so... why haven't they come up? Why haven't they come up with some? Well, do, do they know they're doing this? They wouldn't know, right? They just one no, day. They're, they're not they're... aware that this is the reason why it's happening, <laughs> they, that they're physically doing it. <laughs> It's just like, ah, look, a god we worship. See, we were right. <laughs> so is that maybe um, why the drow are destroying them? Because <laughs> they well, know? Maybe. Maybe the drow are scared of that, where it's like these things literally, like... I mean, Loth just hates everything, but these things are creating, like, a guardian for their race, which is just also a super crazy lady. Hmm. Because, like, it's... The, they're they're just doing it, and then maybe they killed bloop doop doop doop. They would just figure out another one. Like, what's stopping them from just doing it again? Yeah, and I do wonder with 
with what is happening, why it hasn't brought their civilization back up. And it is that because they're just mad, like the things that they're thinking of. Yeah. The thing is, is that like they are like they they don't do anything themselves. It looks like like they have slaves, but even like their god, Billy Boy, I, I can't even continue that name without any consistency <clears throat> is like doesn't even attack the drought offensively. Like they, they just have other people do it. Because mm. it's all about like their gods are just all about protecting them. So if yeah, what if the goal was to help them rebuild their civilization to their golden era sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And you could, because just knowing they have this power, it already puts you in a massive, massive advantage. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so if you could manipulate, you'd have to plant a particular image and knowledge of that god into all of their mind. Like you'd have to sort of have them have that in their mind. So when they do, it's a subconscious thing. When it comes into yeah. existence, it has that. So it'd be like replacing or influencing all of the priests, the archpriests. Yeah. A better education system as well, I think, for in terms of the religion. So not just okay, relying so like, on the priests, you also have mm. like... Because you want to you give everyone the possibility of teaching each other. They're all crazy. No, I think you'd have to get your own people in there somehow. I think okay. you're, you're right about starting with the the young ones. Like if you, this is a long game. So if you start with the small spawn or whatever, so you're yeah. training. I think at that young age, if you took them away, you'd be able to have a bigger influence on them. Um, you could find a way magically to mask it so they don't know that you're not a Kuatoa or that the people training them are not Kuatoa. And the idea yeah. is to, like, educate them and get them knowledgeable. You're indoctrinating them, basically. I mean, yeah, you're, you're trying to just reform them a little bit. Yes, to then spread them out into the world and um, you're improving <laughs> improving their livelihood, probably. I mean, if you can improve it, that's going to make them a more dangerous foe to anyone, really. Yeah. Which is apparently what you want. So. (laughs) And just exploring the possibility here of making them better than they are. Because they have this power that technically they could just win everything if they did it right. But they don't know that they're doing it. Because I feel sad for them because, like, everyone just hates them. The sea elves hate them. The humans hate them. They were, like, actively genocided. Mm. So why not bring them to full power again? I think. I mean, if if they were, do you think that the priests mm. would be open enough that you could, you could, uh, I feel like they, if they know what they're doing, what would happen? Well, I think in order to get them to have greater power, they need to enslave the, um, Zahagans. The Zahagans? Yeah. What's that? That is like another fish person, but instead of guppy fish, it's shark fish. <laughs> okay. 
have they done this before? Because you said that they do. They were slavers as well as enslaved. Actually, so not enslaved. Actually, what if they had a mutual agreement and they got married? Oh, because Sahagan, they have a god who is just a megalodon shark. Mm-hmm. That's that's it, and it's just like it doesn't care. It doesn't even care that they worship it. It doesn't like it. It just wants to eat stuff. It's a shark. It's just a shark. So you get these kind of maniacal arc priests who can like kind of like manipulate a little bit there, get them mm-hmm. involved because they're both bipedal fish people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great. And and I'm going to bring this up now because better time than never. So Hagen, as well as Koatoa, have this neat little trick they can do. Mm-hmm. Sahagans sometimes give birth to a Sahagan that looks just like a sea elf. Oh. I don't know why. I didn't explain it to me, but <laughs> they can. Do they share any other similarities or is it just the phys- physicality? They physically just look just like a sea elf. And what what is what are the implications of that? That they can use it to infiltrate. Okay. Now, the problem is, though, is that other Sahagin don't really care. They're like, that's not a shark boy. We should eat it. So they do. So they have to be kind of tended to. This pairs up with the problem that Koatoa have. Mm-hmm. According to this website that I have decided to use called Forgotten Realms, fandom.com, um, Koatoa were capable of interbreeding with humans to produce offspring physically similar enough to infiltrate human society. Oh. Yes. So, you can make half fish people. But then the fish people are also still crazy. So what if we spread them in human society? Well, then they would start manifesting the human gods. And Once what would be worse than human gods? No, I don't know. <laughs> um, the human gods already exist, though. Like, that's the thing is it, I know, but you what can if just start a, spreading this a everywhere. A crazier version of the human gods. Because what if, what if it's not the Koatoa themselves that can do this? It's just like the madness behind it. So spread this madness everywhere. And over generations, you'll have like groups of humans that are crazy. Okay. So let's say I'm going to pretend I am, I am shit. I am whatever this mad force is behind the Kuatoa yeah. power and stuff. So my my desire is that this spreads beyond them because yes, my children, spread your face. It's fine, but the drow keep killing them, and they just keep thinking up like stuff that stays in the underdark. Yeah, that doesn't actually solve their problems. No, I want to. I want the madness to spread everywhere. So yeah, infiltrate, infiltrate the humans. Plus, what were the shark people called again? Sahagan. Sahagan. Can we get them in on it? Because you could spread the madness through mm-hmm. the Sahagan, and then also through the sea elves. Yep. And I know in your world, is it just in your world where elves? In my the, world, elves. The type of where they habitat. Yeah, habit- change when they mature, depending on where they live. 
So you could, from that, potentially infiltrate other types of elves. Yeah. So this is like, if you're the god of madness or this entity of madness, the the long game's fine. You can wait. So you've got madness spreading out through the Zahagen to all of the types of elves. Yeah. And then you have it coming through the humans and then whoever mm-hmm. they all breed with. Breed with, your, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Potentially each other, which would be interesting to get your, like, your human half-elf, like, a mad human, a mad elf. Yeah. The mad half-elves. Mad half-elf. That spreads. <laughs> um, could they already infiltrate the drow, then? Potentially. Like, I think the drow are just too like crazy clicky? basically maybe they're too clicky it's too hard to yeah. like they need to get with another race that i just found too the ixzan which what are like are majoray peoples oh so just like the entire madness of the ocean yeah and then ixandrel which looks like out of like something out of a freaking comic book is a Oh. Okay, and then what if a mind oh, no. player like Exandrin? Oh no. It's a vampire manta ray. Oh. Can you write that down for later? I want to <laughs> I want to explore that. <laughs> what? I'm scared. Ooh, can you like then if some of these get turned into vampires? Some like There we go. We'll shove vampires in the mix. Craziness, but they're all immortal. Yeah. They all love blood. A lot of like <clears throat> um, lycanthropy. Let's shove that in there. Heck yeah! <laughs> what what is Strahd but Fish Boy? Mm. Curse of Strahd, but it's just a boy with that is fish in a castle. <laughs> and of course, no one loves him because he's a fish. <laughs> Maybe that's the real reason why Chult rose from the depths of the ocean. It was time for the madness to spread. So the death curse was actually meant to spread madness, but it accidentally just keeps killing people. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Made a miscalculation and we're just permanently killing people. I just wanted them to be mad. I just wanted to make crazy people. I didn't want to kill that people. No. <laughs> yeah. not, about, not about death, but sometimes... <laughs> Oh, gosh dang it. This is so confusing. Okay, so they have a special enmity with Drow who had exterminated them on sight at one point in their history. Despite hating and fearing the Drow, Dark Elves were among the Koatoa's most common trading partners. Mm-hmm. And they would even cooperate to raid deep gnome settlements. Oh. So they also just work together snuff, with them, too. Neblin. Poor little things. This partner was strictly business, and the two would still hold minor skirmishes and would capture each other's people. Yeah, I wouldn't expect anything less. What if, so, what, if, what if they dreamt up some kind of vampiric god that spread madness through vampirism? They could definitely do that. So, because the the Ixan with their vampiric god, mm-hmm. they like would live and work together freely like mm-hmm. they're they're best friends uh um there's also the morkoth which 
gods were sometimes their mounts. Mm-hmm. But they would also sometimes worship them. Weird relationship there. Um, there's so much going on here. Uh, <laughs> they are truly crazy. So what if <clears throat> the drow? No. Mm-hmm. How would the drow help them, though? Because there's also another thing. What if the drow think mm-hmm. that they can do the same thing I want to do? But... Mm-hmm. That's why they'd help. They haven't figured out how. They haven't figured out why, but they want influence over this power that they have. Yeah. Because who would have figured this out? Surely it would be the drow because they're the ones in closest proximity and while killing them, maybe they've noticed things and that's why they started studying them. Mm. Mmm. Yes. Yeah. So they can definitely just get in there and destroy and do what they need to do because they're, like, pushing them the right direction. Mm-hmm. So we got to get there first. always about corruption and destroying the surface world, right? Yeah. We just got to get there first. Yes. Here's what we need to do. Okay. We also need to get the UNT involved. Okay. Because the UNT worship a god. That god's name is, insert god's name, the uh, <laughs> UNT um, worship um, Dendar. Yeah. And I believe one of Dendar's things is Dendar would rise and eat the sun. Mm. So, convoluted campaign idea. Mm-hmm. You have the drow. Yep. The drow infiltrate the Koatoa. Mm-hmm. The Koatoa, they kind of trick them into worshipping their own little versions of gods. Mm-hmm. But they start working with the drow. They have the Yuan-Ti... No, you have the Koatoa get with the Sahagin, who are bloodthirsty and good warriors, yeah. as their warrior force. Then they go and they make deals with the Koatoa. Mm-hmm. The Koatoa, they are... The plan is to release Dendar, have Dendar eat the sun, <laughs> so that the drow... The Koatoa and I guess maybe the Izans can go take over the overworld. Because mm. they want that darkness. They can't yeah. abide the light. No, it'll blind them. They, they can't fight up. But if there's no sun. Mm. So the surface world's kind of screwed. If they do it right. <laughs> but the one so problem you, is the Koatoa. Is, yeah. <laughs> I'd say this is an interesting campaign. So maybe you have um, your party is stuff like this is happening. Because, like, this is kind of what the Out of the Abyss campaign's a bit like. Like all these, okay. um, you're working to a point. So maybe all this stuff's happening around them. This is this is the drow's intention, which you slowly uncover. And maybe you come across, like, weird pockets of things going on where maybe it hasn't worked out like there's just these what if you Mm -hmm. so it says that enough if enough of them worship something that energy brings things into existence yes what if the drow are experimenting with something so they don't because the kuatoa numbers are dwindling they're trying to create something that enhances this power with less kuatoa but what it actually does is it just brings okay. 
lesser versions of these entities into existence. So, like, instead of a great big demogorgon, yeah, you get like you get a bunch of little ones that are just like super fast <laughs> running around. Maybe they're not quite. You could kill them and stuff because they're they're not fully. They're formed. not really gods. No, they're not really demogorgons. No, but this is the this is part of the experimentation. So they're just like, what can we, like, maybe it's drugs too. Like, they're like, if we give, they've been capturing Kuatoa and, and researching them and experimenting, how can we do this with less? Like, because they, Drow probably don't have, they have some time, but they don't yeah. really want to, like, go to absolutely every single Kuatoa civilization, like, settlement, and then try to convince them to worship the same thing like that's extremely difficult but if you could yeah. just get one village get them all worshiping one thing but you like drug them up so they're on like super faith but it doesn't work <laughs> okay <laughs> it's just like you know weird... just good old-fashioned super faith yeah weird little abominations just popping up all over the place <laughs> it's like this this drow settlement seems to have been long abandoned and there's lots of bodies around what are these strange marks on the wall it's just like all these mini like blooped or whatever build <laughs> yeah mini build build poops like running around oh gosh like okay. little <laughs> The drow would just have these cages full of these like mini demogorgons and mini like crawfish naked ladies just <laughs> I hate reality <laughs> And probably like they're probably it's probably not even sanctions. Like you'd have drow going off like you know Oh yeah, this is gonna... this is like against the drow rules too, and so it's like the secret like drow mm. conspiracy theory itself. Yeah. This is like their version of Planet of the Apes. One day these are going to get out. And then... Oh, yeah, because that's definitely the problem is that no matter how this campaign would even run, like if the Koa Toa get too much power and got too many people, it would just end in just these things taking over. Mm -hmm. Which is why I like the idea of like they're not quite fully formed things coming to life being... Mostly Ooh. harmless, but very deranged. Like, yeah. Oh, so, okay. So they're so, almost more annoying than they are like helpful. Yeah, it's like so you like maybe they still have it in their head that they're there to protect the Kuatoa, but they would just come screaming at you, like, Ooh. like if you saw a threat, if they saw you as a threat, like your party's wandering around, and then you just hear this like manic like giggling or like screeching <laughs> in the echoing through the through the tunnels of the underdark <laughs> little crawfish lady yeah. yeah so they probably have like um i think it, it's they would be difficult to fight but not impossible yeah really because you would never you wouldn't know any, like, no insight check would allow you to know anything about them. Because oh, yeah, these, no, it's inconsistent beyond belief. Yeah. And they would be numb. I think they would be, oh, depending on the situation, there might be a number of them. And they would just act in a very unpredictable way. Mm. And they just have one goal, which is to defend. Defend. No matter what. 
Kill. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah, you'd have these little crazy boys just taking out the opposition. Mm-hmm. Because they got to protect. Yeah. And maybe that's, maybe the drow mm. that helped this, like, did this experiment, they, they're not there anymore. This little, like, breakaway group. Because... Yeah. They didn't understand no matter no matter what they did, the Kuato would be dreaming up something to protect them. And as soon as anything became evident that the Drow were mm-hmm. not a hundred percent on their side, that's the end of them. Yeah. So there's just this one group of Kuatoa in the Underdark in a very secret location because the Drow did this on purpose. Mm-hmm. Just with the outer catacombs filled with these things. <laughs> and then a whole the drought of... can't even get down there anymore because it's no. so filled. And maybe like, <laughs> or maybe they, they caved it in or something. Like they thought they'd they'd blocked off the thing. But oh, so this comes... is like a long, abandoned experiment. <laughs> yes. Because I think the, the Kuotoa would also still exist there and perhaps have either been affected by whatever the drugs they were given like yeah so even more dangerous yeah so they wouldn't be dreaming up anything Ooh, so that's also why if anything ever happens to these things protecting them they would just dream up more yes (laughs) ah yes it's just a little group they can't come up with anything big nothing too strong (laughs) no just enough but maybe they're the safest kuatoa like settlement in the whole Underdark. Oh, yeah, because they have they like a moat of, of, of fake god creatures just <laughs> screaming around. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so we crack the code. We, we, we shove them in a corner, give them lots of drugs. Yeah. Tell them that they need to think of these gods, but then they get these small creatures, mm-hmm. and it's like this awful little semi like self-sufficient chaos ring of creatures yeah maybe the reason that the party is has gone down there is because they're starting to break free like the little mad things yeah they're getting out because if it has been long enough maybe there were only rumors of what was happening but no one really knows until Mm -hmm. some of them are breaking out and actually attacking actual drow settlement, actual deep gnome settlements. Yeah. So it's like this, like, we were attacked by these just small demon-looking fellows. Yeah. It's becoming a problem. <laughs> yeah. creepy. Goodness gracious, there's so much wrong with these people. So how would you... So then there's options. Either the party has to... They could find them, be overwhelmed and not be able to do anything and maybe try and seal them back in again. Like I think there would be evidence that there was, there was, there were sealed mm-hmm. entrances that have been broken. Yeah. It's like, it's a, it's, it's a little steady stream of creatures getting yeah. out from this one. So you got to find like, which one is it is, yeah. is it that's still open now? Or you don't <clears throat> care. You tell, like you tell them what's happened. Maybe you tell the deep gnomes, just like stay away from here. The drow, we're just not going to say anything and let them figure that out. Or just you let the drow know to, what's happening. You would have to wipe out the entire village of Kuatala. Yeah, because they're they're not going to stop creating these creatures no. if it's made out of faith. 
No. It's not like they they have a a resource that they I expect. I think you would it's have to just... find you would to figure out what would what had happened. You would have to find your way to the lab or find yes. evidence to know that it the cause was the Kuatoas and why. Yeah. Because you would have this potion that's like the faith potion where like yeah. So if one of the players drinks it, it's just like you just. <laughs> It wouldn't match any knowledge from outside of there, like because no. the knowledge is that they they manifest really big, like the actual gods, not little weird creatures. So you would have no idea until you find the lab or, or notes or a journal or something mm-hmm. to indicate what has actually happened, maybe a hundred years ago or something. How long did Kuatoa live for? Kuatoa, they live upwards of sixty years. That's okay, because they could like they breed and stuff, right? So yeah, so they actually breed, and one of the problems there is they breed too much, mm. where they have to like actually cull their population. Maybe the little things they dreamt up are helping with keeping the population under control. So they're they're killing the yeah, it's just like, it's a, children. It's a sacrifice for our safety. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, these are the ones our, our gods have deemed worthy. They ate the ones that aren't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, or, like, you know, how blessed are the children that have nourished our gods? <laughs> like... mm. Mm. True. So there's different consequences depending on how they eliminate the problem. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I really like this. The Koatoa are fish people who want to kill everyone, but they're crazy. Yeah. Because it could be that you, maybe one of the encounters as they're traveling the Underdark is one or two of them. It's possible that the next time they encounter one, it is different enough. It's not mm-hmm. 100% clear that it's the same thing. And then you start to hear more reports or find more evidence. And then it's not till you come across either a drow city or a deep gnome city that there's like a real issue. Um, Like patrols are going missing and now they're starting to get attacks on a couple of their like most further out like boundaries or something. Like it's, it's starting to encroach. Probably due to population size of these things. Mm. It's getting out of hand. Yeah. Mm. Would you have a big bad in that case? Like one? Well, there's going to be the arch, like an archmage or an archpriest that kind of like controls at least a little bit. Maybe, but it's almost just like in this case with these creatures, it's almost just the civilization at large, which is the problem. Mm. Yeah. Perhaps, yeah, perhaps that is one option. If you can destroy the priest, it would it would damage their faith enough. Yes. Until, like, it's that's probably more a temporary solution, I would say, because eventually that priest yeah. would be replaced and something else would happen. You'd have to figure out a solution to either kill everyone, trap everyone again, change or, their faith. Or maybe see if there's a way to counter whatever potion like 
but that feel like that would be not guaranteed and harder. Like that would be more relying on you'd bring the evidence to the yeah. drow or the deep gnome and just be trusting that they would be able to figure out. And probably what would really happen is that they would all just, now that you've found where they are, go and kill them all anyway. I mean, yeah. So if, if you want to keep these things alive, then uh, you are not going to have to work with anyone else because <laughs> no one wants them alive. No. And I think it'd be very difficult to keep them alive. Really yes. difficult without any consequences oh definitely it's probably the worst idea yeah like even um, if you killed all of the stuff they'd already dreamt up retrapped them down there it will eventually get to this point again yes yeah it, it, it'll happen again yeah it just will and also if you don't destroy all the research well that gets into the wrong hands it could be replicated somewhere else oh yeah yeah. You'll get just a like, some maniacal someone's. He, yeah. He was onto a good idea. I'll fix it. <laughs> this this is how they did it wrong. <laughs> yeah. This can't go wrong for me. No. <clears throat> I I've got the uh advantage of hindsight. No, I don't <laughs> not really. <laughs> I have uh their mistakes to, to build upon. <laughs> This will go perfectly. I really like that. That would I like I like when there's multiple ways to solve a thing and a lot of them have uh, different consequences and yeah. ethical conundrums. Um could a, a party commit genocide essentially? Um for the Yeah, because you have to pretty much eradicate them to stop this yeah. again. Yeah. It's a problem. Yeah, oof, that's bad. So the other thing is, like, what if they knew what they were capable of? I think that'd be a worse problem, right? If you told, if you told a bunch of cool mm. hey, you're dreaming these into existence, I think that's when you would get, you might get some of them or priests there, take advantage of it somehow. I don't think it'd go yeah. very well for them. No. Probably not, but it would be an interesting, like, like, yeah, they would just try to make it work, try to, to manipulate it, but they're still crazy. Mm. So maybe so it doesn't succeeded, change it would stuff. still be unhinged. It wouldn't change too much, I don't think. Probably not. I mean, they would still want to maintain the control they have. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Because what's this? I've hmm? just read here. It's like, um, Kuatoa that cross paths with an Aboleth often find themselves worshipping it as a god, their madness binding, blinding them to the fact that the Aboleth is merely using them for its own nefarious ends. So, what does that mean? Oh, there we go. Mean. You can just bind them together. But what does that give the Aboleth? Oh, just worshippers. Aboleths are crazy that way. Okay. They're... So it, it doesn't manifest anything because they're just worshipping something that is there in front of them. Unless they start worshipping the Abolith and the Abolith leaves, but then they still keep worshipping it. And then another one is... <laughs> it's just like... Mm. There's been an abnormally high amount of Aboliths. 
Yes, Ambilus, I know the <laughs> creatures that are older than gods, but there just seems to be more and more of them every day. What's the deal with the Ambiliths? Oh, I've just read. Th- so the so okay. So I think it would be dangerous if they knew that they had this this ability because, um, it's it says an archpriest's mad belief in its god is so fervent that it manifests the powers of a high cleric. Hmm. So now it's just manifesting powers. The archpriest can also bestow spells to devout underlings called whips. One or more of these whips are also the archpriest's children, and their primary role in society is to fight to the death to claim the throne when the archpriest dies. Oh. And the archpriest can strip it of its spellcasting ability if it's displeased. So that archpriest has a lot of power. Mm. So I... Because they could just make themselves have more power, basically. <laughs> So this is extremely dangerous if they know what they can, what their people can do. But they yes. also have such a mad belief in their god. I oh, imagine if they're like, you were told, like you were an archpriest, you're already mad, and you have such a, like this insane belief in your god, and someone says, your god does exist, but that's because you made it exist. Because you have this power. Yeah. Would mm. you... I don't know what they would do. If they if their belief in their god is so strong, I don't think they would try and think up any other gods. No, but I think they, they may, like, try to alter so they get more power, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, make the god stronger. Like, if they knew it try, wasn't just yeah. what they already believed and were told... Like they were told by the previous archpriest. They're like, ooh, Good. so now I can tell the people the god has the power to like do this thing. Change is... what the, yeah, what the god's over. Mm. Yeah. Manipulate the god instead. But then. And if... maybe. Yeah. But if, but they themselves, okay, this is a problem. As soon as the archpriest knows that that's their power that would affect their faith, don't you think? Because it was blind faith before. Now they know. It's like when you're told not to think of something, you, you can't think of it, yeah. Yeah. So if they didn't tell any of the other Kuatoa, that would yeah. be fine. But if all of the Kuatoa were told and believed it, I think that would take away their ability. Because it wouldn't be faith anymore. They would lose yeah. all their faith. So if you want to destroy them, their ability, I think that's mm-hmm. the only way. You have, to, you have to show them, you have to prove to them that they have this ability. Their brains would probably implode like they would become more mad. <laughs> yeah, they might go just the, crazier. But they wouldn't have the power anymore, Maybe. Maybe. Or you just gave them like a double down, you know, defense that they're just crazy. And they'll mm. just tear they'll just tear themselves apart. Yeah. The greatest so weapon is knowledge here. Either way, the problem's solved. Just uh <laughs> one more chaotic than the other? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that might be a lot, but it might be what you need. Yeah. Hmm. Tempting. 
So yes. do you think there are Kuatoa that don't believe? I think they get killed. If For they not don't. believing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It would not end well with them. So maybe there are Kuatoa there that you find on their own just trying to survive because they've broken away. You might, yeah. Actually, there there was actually one Kotoa that was a note, like a notable, called a Shushar, the Awakened. Mm. It was a peaceful Kotoa hermit, so he was just chill, lived on his own. Mm. He adopted a pacifist philosophy, and refused to fight, even to defend himself. I feel like maybe they would not be as mad. Yeah, they'd just or be able to chill that. out a little bit. Yeah, they still can't go to the surface. But maybe they, um, it's possible maybe they live in some of the deep gnome societies, hiding out. Yeah. Wouldn't be in drow. I think drow would just kill them. Yeah, no, pretty much. So they're either (laughs) hermits or they're living amongst deep gnomes or some other much more chill society. Yeah. But I think it'd be very rare. I reckon as soon as you, anybody knew you were like, are you sure about that? They'd be like, (laughs) death death to the, is that heretic? (laughs) Death to them all. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they would just kill him. Oh, like this, Kuotoa don't like the weight of armor on their slippery bodies and rely on their natural rubbery hides for protection. That's disgusting. But they do wear jewelry. Well, at least they're fancy. Mm. At and least all... they're fancy. So it says a lot of their weapons are designed to capture rather than kill. Yeah, they they want slaves, man. Oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> They're going to subjugate you and they're going to make you go crazy. Mm. They just seem so squishy. Oh, yeah. They're definitely squishy little boys. So squishy. Squishy well, little boys. This has been a boys. lovely insight to the squishy world of the Kuatoa. Yes, it has. Um, Maybe we'll see them soon. I feel like I have an, a little bit of an idea of how to solve the problem of and also create more of a problem with Kuotoa. Very much create problems. It's kind of more <laughs> of what I'm thinking, honestly. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Trick hmm. them into coming to the surface and... Well, they're not like... They're not going to, like, <laughs> suddenly die in the sun. It's just going to be... Yeah. Damaging. Except for that manta ray. That manta ray is still a vampire. Yeah. Okay. That's true. <laughs> Or is vampiric, maybe. I don't know. Mm. And now I'm intrigued by the shark people. It'd be an interesting world to live in if the sun was eaten and all of this madness was on the surface. Yeah. The time of the drow for a little while while they think they can control stuff. And then it all goes to poop. Sloop-de-poop. Sloop-de-poop. <laughs> Shall we wrap this one here? Gosh, it's still crazy. That's just a thing. Yeah. (laughs) 
Thank you for joining us today. If you've enjoyed our episode about the unhinged world of Kuatoa, please follow us where you listen to your favourite podcasts. And we'd also love if you could review us on iTunes, tell all your friends how funny we are. And if you don't have any friends, make some. A good conversation starter is talking about the podcast you just listened to. You can also find us at twitch.tv slash we didn't roll for this where we stream our recordings live as well as other tabletop RPG and world building content. Bye. Bye. <laughs>